If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, a mysterious, all-powerful character, but a crusader for law. Hey folks, welcome to Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal, and I'm joined today by Jason Inman again. Jason, welcome back to the show, dude. Uh, always lovely to be here. I'm always, you know, I'm just going to say this, man. Every time you go, hey, I'm Sal, yeah. I am so trained to go, I'm Jason. I was going to let you do it, but like, there's, it never works. Every time I, I like leave it it's open. It's the delay. It's the delay. It is the delay. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, trust me. We would, yeah. But I'm good. It's good to know that we're on the same wavelength. Because I was like, I'll, I left it, I left like a fraction of a second just to see if you jump in. And I'm like, there's too much of a delay in the time. When all right, here, let's in. do, all right, here we go. Let's do let's a take do two. Right. Let's do a take two. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Okay, here we all go. All right, here we go. Right. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. I'm Jason. Hey, welcome back to the show, man. <laughs> and uh, listen, we, we are going to be talking about your successful Kickstarter in a little while. But for now, we're going to talk about the biggest villain in the DC universe today. And I guess it's not Darkseid? Yeah, right? Well, I mean, like, and, and it hasn't been for a while, right? Because, I mean, remember the Darkseid War when he just got punched and died? And you were like, didn't he just die in Final Crisis? Like, wasn't that only a couple years ago? Wasn't he just on a Justice League book as yeah, well? Yeah, wasn't he a member of the Justice League? Also, Justice League Odyssey? wasn't he just a baby? <laughs> yeah, there's no consistency. I remember, uh, uh, we actually, I just picked up the Grant Morrison multiverse map because it is a source of contention here at the office. Uh, my team hates it. They think it's stupid and they like loathe it. I know, I saw it in your, in your, in your show last time and I'm like... I got that at San Diego Comic-Con at the when the way back in the day yeah um in like 2011 or where when the multiversity was coming out and they oh. gave that to the crowd and i got uh that's actually signed by grant morrison no kidding yeah that's really yeah. cool <laughs> well mine was bought on ebay for a dollar but i uh, love that i love that actually grant morrison designed that i actually he well, did okay, so tell me the contention what why did your team not like it? Well, we we uh one of our earliest episodes of like our weekly comic book review show was the multiversity and like conceit of the channel was like i kind of know about comics my 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 co cohorts don't mm -hmm. but we all read this one issue and they were like what even is this and it was during a time when comic books were kind of like it, it, impenetrable and uh you know movies were just starting to come out about like you know the mcu was fledgling yeah and uh and so you know, new comic book readers were starting to come in and then the mm -hmm. multiversity came out and they were like this is not what new readers are like this is going to scare the hell out of any new reader. That's fair. That's very and, fair. Right. And and DC was like really pushing it. So it's like DC's like, listen, if you want to like DC, the multiversity. And it's like, no, if you love DC, the multiversity. But if you want to get into DC, you may not want to start with the multiversity. Now, I have since changed my tune about multiversity, about the concept. But the idea of like a ship that travels between multiverses that runs on music, uh, it, it all sounds very heady and Morrisonian-y. Like, you know, Grant really... He, when Grant decided he didn't have an editor anymore, he just went full... They went full Grant Morrison. I forgot, I'm sorry. Grant doesn't... Prefers yes. a different pronoun. So That's right. Uh, listen, it's been 20 years. Give me a break. I'm trying to change it. Everybody. Hey, you acknowledge uh, <laughs> it. That's all, that's all you need to do. And you and you change. That's all, that's all it is. Yeah. But, uh, but the, uh, once Grant Morrison stopped being edited... They mm -hmm. went full, like, they drank their own Kool-Aid and went full Grant Morrison. And I I prefer Grant Morrison with a little bit of resistance, you know? And I feel like the multiversity is a representative of, like, kind of just 
like, oh, okay, so you just found out you don't have like that. No one's gonna tell you no, mm-hmm. and and that's what this is. And it's like trying to put limits or restrictions or maps on multiverses, which are just stories, is so like comic booky and silly. I don't know. It just for some reason it really it really rubs my team the wrong way. I have since come around on it to the point where I'm like I'm on the other side of it, where I'm like. <laughs> But even then, like, you know that, like, editorial doesn't care. Like, there's this map, and they're, like, selling it to the audience, and they're like, this is what the reality of the DC Universe is. Mm-hmm. Unless one of our highest-paid writers doesn't want to do that. In which case, just forget about that map. Well, yeah, you know, that's interesting. I agree with you. It's funny. Uh, my statement to a lot of what you were just saying was, is I don't think the problem was Grant Morrison. Right. I think the problem is that everybody since Grant Morrison has been trying to do a Grant Morrison impression, and they're not Grant Morrison. We're reading. We're we, we're, we're going to talk about a book you know. that is just just Grant Morrison. Although Grant Morrison is everywhere, like every, it, you know, everyone talks about ripping off Alan Moore. I'm like, no, you know, you can you can pinpoint the Alan Moore ripoffs. The Grant Morrison stuff is everywhere. Well, it's in I the think... lifeblood. Well, I think it's because you got to realize, like, all the writers that are out there now are the writers that would have been influenced by JLA. Yeah. In the, the 90s Grant Morrison run. Right. Um, which I still think is the best Justice League run of all time. Easily. I think, I think it cannot be beat. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so funny. You were talking about the multiverse map and all these other stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and I want to say that I, I actually love the multiverse map. Okay. And and I love the idea that what it's been they've held to it for at least twelve years now. Oh yeah. So I'm happy about that because usually with that stuff, right, they put it out there and then they immediately throw it away. Immediately. Absolutely. So I, I appreciate that they've held to it. That they're like, this is the multiverse. If you want to know what it is, here's a map. By the way, it's a cool design. It looks it, cool. It is there's nothing um, like it. There's nothing uh, like it. So that's really neat. But there is, to your other point, there is something yeah. inherently, how do you define or put limits on a fictional universe right. that can always be expanded? The way exactly is it, like when we bring in the next hotshot writer, right. um, they are going to completely flip the table yeah. and then it doesn't exist anymore. That's part of the business, right? Um, so yeah. it, it it is... It's funny to me because, again, when you look at the two, the big two superhero companies, you look at Marvel and you look at DC. DC, and I think DC gets into problems with this. DC constantly wants to define, put fences up, and and make handbooks that tell you how their universe works. Absolutely. And I find Marvel is more or less like, the less said, the better. Or you're like, well, what, well, well, what about the 616? And they're like, 616, does that exist? Uh, yeah. well, that's, that, that, is, that is all Joe Quesada being like, I don't like that. We should be Earth 1. Like, we should be Earth Prime. I don't like the 616. Yeah, they, they basically, they're, they're basically like, they do an event like Spider-Verse. And you're like, oh, my God, there's the Marvel Multiverse. And then you talk to, like, you know, somebody in the big of, like, C.B. Sobolski or, or, oh, yeah. or, or Tom Braveheart. And yeah. they're just like, do we have a multiverse? And you're like, no, you do. You do. Yeah, absolutely. It's, un- it's, it's undeniable. It was a linchpin of your entire Excalibur run. Like, yeah, but, man. But is there a right or, you know, it's so funny because I feel like, I feel like the perfect answer is right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, yeah, define it a little bit, but you don't want to define it too much because right. um, it is a concept that we'll never understand and you, and you don't want to define it. And, and it's funny because I feel like, I, I kind of feel like the last 30 years of DC have been 
every time they do a crisis, they try to put a new guidebook to the multiverse. Yes. And then five years later, they break it again. And then they oh, yeah. break it again and they break it again. And then Marvel is just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, we don't care. Like, just whatever. <laughs> and, you know, the, we, we trust the fans. They'll figure it out. Yeah. And I don't think it's really that, I don't think it's that, that kind. I don't think it's like, the fans are our best editors. Let them do it. No, I think it's just more like, if somebody really cared, they'll figure it out. That's what no. I, you know. That's what I say. I also, I also say, we see this on our podcast, Geek History Lesson, all the time. Make your own continuity. Yes. So whatever you think is in continuity is in continuity. Whatever you think is not in continuity is not in continuity. And I honestly think, um, you know, I think where we're going with this oh, new yeah. DC crisis, I think we might be defining the continuity probably too much. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, will, I'm willing to be pro I'm I'm willing to be proved wrong because as I said before we recorded Sal, yeah. I love crises. I love the DC universe. It is my favorite universe. Yep. Um, you know, and to like talk about this the the big villain and and the great darkness, the ill-defined oh, yes. great darkness, you know. I want to say that I read these I, I read Just League Incarnate because that's the big thing and it seems yeah. like it's leading to the next crisis that is going to be called I've heard it. The, the rumors are the secret crisis, maybe even dark crisis. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. It who knows? Be the secret crisis. You got to hang on to that one for the oh. for the yeah. Because secret crisis was teased by Johns in Doomsday Clock as the Marvel oh. DC big crossover that'll never happen. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, got to hang on. To, I, I mean, like I expect them to call it the Great Darkness Saga again because that's what the Legion of Superheroes event was called, mm -hmm. and it's what Williamson and Culver are trying to like harken back to. Uh, I don't know what they're going to call it. I don't even know what it's supposed to be, honestly, because I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's like, okay, so from these issues, yeah, they, they basically give you the idea that there's this black hand out there. Yeah, not to be this... confused with the blue hand that created the multiverse. Oh, see, so that's funny. So I thought the blue hand that created the multiverse was the the hand of light they show in these issues and that the hand of darkness is this villain. Oh. See, it doesn't make sense, does no, it? it? No, it doesn't. I mean, like, and what's funny is it doesn't make any sense. It's not terrible. Like, maybe we just need a map, like another thing that is just like. Okay, just, I'm down for that. Like a flow I'll start chart drawing it right now. Please, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe not because we don't know where it would start. But this this whole great darkness is born from, I think, a desire for it to make sense. And I remember after the New 52 had worn out its welcome and became looser than it was. Because mm -hmm. New 52, they're like, it is this. And then they went, I, I mean, unless you want to do something, to, or you. Yeah, that's fair. They did do that. Right? Um, and, then, and then it eventually just became what the writers who were born in the 80s <laughs> remembered and like you can imagine, I, I know that uh, Scott was, Scott Snyder was really excited about the idea of like redefining Batman. You know, being yes. like being told. I remember he uh, he told us a story a while ago about how the uh, Dio told him you got to do the origin for Batman, and he was like, "Well, where do we start? Like, what 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 do I use as the basis? Like, do I keep year one and this is year two? And the Dio's like, "Pretend like none of that happened. You need to you need to pretend like none of that happened. You're doing your year one." Like, that's how you're doing it. And I can imagine for a lot of writers who were teenagers when they read Year One or Dark Knight Returns going, boy, I really don't want to do that. Like, I mean, Scott was emboldened by it and wrote, like, Zero Year, which 
people adore. Mm -hmm. But I can imagine a lot of other writers like begrudgingly going along with it, particularly someone like Josh Williamson, who loves characters like Connor Kent, Tim Drake, mm -hmm. you know, the, the Legion of Superheroes, these characters who were defined by the DC multiverse and the looser restrictions of the post-crisis universe. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, so when I read this 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 reveal that happened in Just League Incarnate for mm -hmm. about that, you know, and I do love the picture of the hand and the hand. like Superboy Prime and um, uh, Mr. Mind and Magog. Yes. And oh, I wanted to ask you, one of the fingers, there's a dark person with a yes. light in their face. Who is that? Okay. <laughs> that. I did, that's the one I didn't know. Yeah. I recognized that almost immediately. And I was like, is that who I think it is? It is from Jim Starlin's Cosmic Odyssey. What? Yeah, because <laughs> in Cosmic Odyssey, Darkseid is trying to uh, to, to take over. A That's a being. deep cut. Yeah, it is a deep cut. It's a really deep cut. I'm like, is this even in print anymore? But, uh, no, Dark, I don't think it is. <laughs> Darkseid teams up with like Orion and the Justice League, and they want to get control of this this entity, which I believe is the Anti Life Equation Incarnate. Okay. It was like it was the it was just called Anti Life. Okay. Okay. It, uh, yeah. Well, then good for them for deep cut. You know, like I said, like it's I I don't have a problem with the idea that there is a bigger bad out there that of is con you know. Um but correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Isn't that just what happened in Dark Knight's Metal? Yes. Yes. Cuz wasn't I mean, it like wasn't it the mother of the universe? That, isn't that was the whole idea is that, that was, she was the mother of the multiverse and the anti-monitor yes. and all those people? Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no. Perpetua was the being, the entity behind the source wall who literally created the monitor, the anti-monitor. She's the mother of the multiverse and the multiverse is supposed to be chaotic and evil, but we act against it. I don't know. I, I loathe that concept. So I'm thrilled uh, to throw Perpetua away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, but this doesn't even overwrite that. This is like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that'll happen. And behind Perpetua? Yeah, yeah. So great darkness. Like, yes. Yeah, so, so we're sort of getting into a um, a specter problem like yeah. James Bond. Yeah. Where, you know, nobody needed the Daniel Craig James Bond movies to all be tied together. Right. And then <laughs> and then they did it in a, like he walked through a hallway and there were, there were all these targets there. And you're like, oh, I was the man behind all of them. And right. you're like, well, a couple Why? of them, specifically, I know you weren't. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> they were free agents. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, but that's that's what this reminds me of. Like I said, it's, it's, it's yeah, we, we're, so we're, like, yeah, we're constantly, like, saying there's another man behind the curtain. There's another yeah. man behind the curtain. There's another man behind the curtain. Uh, yeah, and we're man or woman, whatever. Man. Yeah, well, that's true. But, yeah, the, the, the expression, the man behind the curtain. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's I don't know. We are. Well, what do you what do you think? Okay, you know the one thing that I think is interesting about this yeah. that is really interesting is I like the idea that Darkseid is like anti this thing, right? And that his crisis was not um, because I'm a big I love Final Crisis actually. Of it's, yeah, it's I'm a big fan of that one, and um, it is interesting that they made this distinction. But there's a problem, and let me ask you this. Yeah. Dark side is all over Just League Incarnate. He is, yeah. I have I've I never enjoyed stories where Dark Side is just sort of hanging with the pals and talking no. to people. 
To me, he's he's like Superman the animated series. That's the way I see him. He is the the person in the tower that scowls at you and maybe he says five words. But the minute you have like long conversations with Darkseid, he becomes kind of goofy to me. Well, you demystify him, right? Yes, like there that, you go. That that cartoon is the it's just like the the shining example of of the potential of the DC universe, man. Because yeah. like I as a kid didn't regard Darkseid. Like I had a Darkseid Burger King like cup character along with like wonder woman and batman like so i didn't really understand what the appeal or the problem i mean i read uh what's it called um not cosmic odyssey but legends where dark side's like dark side is doing this kind of like story of job with the with with reality and i'm like this is very silly and then you see the the superman animated series when they first established dark side and you're like oh like this is what they were thinking of the whole time when they're writing dark side but have we're you, not able to, to portray it. Have you seen that documentary that's on? Uh, some people have uploaded it to YouTube, but there is a documentary on the recently released um, Superman the Animated Series Blu-ray. No. Where they talk about the creation of the series, and they talk about that very early on. They a, a lot of it's about the design. There's a there's an excellent YouTuber. God, I can't remember his name. Um, who does like talking about the Bruce Tim, uh, verse, and he talks about that and that for a long time they could not decide the look mm. of the series like how to make superman look as originally yeah. they were just drawn like the flasher cartoons yeah but another aspect of this documentary reveals on the blu-ray is that they had a real problem with how do we make this different from the flasher cartoons yeah and they said that it wasn't until dark side they were like oh let's just do the fourth world because right. we because we all like Jack Kirby. Yeah. And uh, it's Watchtower Database. Uh, Jack oh, Black yeah. put up. Yeah, Watchtower Database did an excellent video. Go check them out. Um, but also in this, it talks about they because they did the fourth world, that's how they made their show different. And when you think about it, you're kind of like, oh, that is the thing. It's Superman the Animated Series that made like Darkseid sort of a household name. Like Absolutely. we wouldn't we wouldn't have had Darkseid in Zack Snyder's Justice League if it wasn't for Superman the Animated Series. No way. No way. You wouldn't have Dark I I I wonder if Morrison would have thought to use Darkseid in Final Crisis. Like would have been about that. Mm. I you know, I think Morrison might have because he is a deep cut, but I don't I don't think I don't think we'd see Darkseid because remember Darkseid and even he was this way in the 90s too. Yeah. He was very much just like you'd see him every once in a while. Right. They, right? No one ever wanted to use him. It was really kind of like it was at the okay, I'll put you'll do one better. In mm-hmm. the Supergirl, the Batman, Superman, Jeff Loeb, Michael Turner book. Yeah. They would not have done the dark side thing without the animated series. Like that that dark side is the dark side of the Superman animated yeah. series. Like you could tell yeah. they were but, like inspired. But now by I that. feel like Dark Side isn't Dark Side never leaves anymore. He's no. always around. Well, because he's the big bad, because you couldn't mm-hmm. define who the big bad of the DC universe mm-hmm. was up until Darkseid, right? And it's funny, because I feel really, I, not that I feel bad, but like I, I hate that uh, Morrison took painstaking effort to create this map that establishes that the fourth world and Apocalypse, Darkseid, that's all outside continuity. So the dark side of every story is, is the, the same, same dark side. side. Yeah, and which I in, love, which right, I love. Me too. And then mm-hmm. immediately... The new fifty-two is like, nope, nope. He's Rogelzar. Like he is just he's he's monosyllabic. He fights, he punches, and he doesn't remember anything. He's got a totally different costume. And I'm like, that's that's the antithesis of what you just established. You just established it. And then they're like, nah, he's reboot. He's he is not immune to reboots. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you, 
then what's the point? What's the appeal of Apocalypse, Dark Side, the Fourth World if they could all get rebooted? Like, what are they outside of just being Eternals or Inhumans? Like, just boring Jack Kirby creations. Like, be, being outside continuity makes them have this special distinction. Oh, man, we're going to be talking about the Eternals a lot recently if the rumors, the recent rumors are to be true that the... Uh, have you heard the rumors no. going around? No. Okay, so I have no idea. I've, I've seen this on a couple places. I've seen a couple people share this to me. Uh, mm -hmm. This would be a whole other video, my friend. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's that Marvel storyline coming up, Judgment yes. Day or yeah, whatever Judgment it Day. is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And apparently it's about the Avengers versus the X-Men versus the Eternals. Yes. The rumors going around is that in that storyline, they're going to say that mutants are deviants. Yes. Okay. Yes, I have heard. And this. that's how we get them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh. Yeah. Which I was like, I don't hate that. No, I don't hate it, but I'm not you know? like, I. But intro, you know. But there yeah, you go. That so, is interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's you know? yeah. That's that's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. I, I, that that's one of those where I'm like, well, hopefully the movie like kind of make makes it work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in the comic books, I'm very much like, oh, okay, this is corporate Disney told you what to write. Got that's it. That's exactly <laughs> what that is. Oh, Kevin Feige's earning his keep over his chief creative officer of Marvel or whatever the hell is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, no, no firmly established baddie of the DC universe. Like there's nothing really, I mean, like you look at Crisis on Earth, the first crisis mm -hmm. and like, who's like the anti-monitor is the big bad, but he was a brand new character, new character, a yeah. brand new character. Yeah. And even then, like, yeah, he's a mustache twirling evil guy, bad guy with a big gun, you know, I mean. He, I think the anti-monitor is a good villain, but I t I'll tell you the reason why he's a good villain, I think mm -hmm. is because unlike dark side yeah he's only been brought he's has been brought back which is the sad thing about it but for yeah. a long time the only story he ever existed in was crisis on infinite earth right so it was a big deal it was kind of like galactus like now galactus shows up to earth every five minutes but like at the yeah. time galactus came once the fantastic four beat him and it was like whoo man that was a big deal yeah we dodged a bullet we hope yep. let, let may he never return you know like you and can now tell he Galactus stories, but yeah. Now he comes by every Super Bowl, so it's like nobody cares anymore. <laughs> right. Oh, it's Galactus again. Well, don't step on the church. Yeah, yeah. Please, yeah, whatever. Okay, hey, Galactus. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, the, the the use of him, I think, in uh, Sinestro Corps War mm -hmm. was kind of awesome. Yes, or, I. that was one of the few times where I was like, okay, like this is a nice little, like, oh, okay, twist here. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, let me ask you this. What do we think? We're introducing this new big baddie out there yep to say that everything is connected right it's all connected it's all, all the crises are a yep. result of extensions of the great darkness although i gotta tell you i don't mean to interrupt but i yeah. have to address because i hate magog do being there because I, I okay so i know that like kingdom come then there's the kingdom and the whatever there's like all these sequels and continuations well, and they're one of the earths on this map up here too yes they are you know uh, i love kingdom come and i hate the idea of like using it mining it and like returning to it magog is a is a great character in that one book yeah and i keep i keep seeing him other places like i keep seeing him being you and i'm like his redemption is over like we did it already mm -hmm. you know like his whole like he you know he was he was a young upstart he he postulates that Superman's the old guard because he doesn't know from better. He makes this huge mistake. He regrets it. He pun he's punished for it. And then that's it. 
But to have him be an extension of some greater evil, it, it takes away from the redemption. Like, he's a man. You know, he's a man who has done wrong. Like, yeah, he, he, you're, I understand your point. You're saying that he's too elevated. I think, yeah, yeah like, I agree. Okay, I agree with you. I agree the with you. Finger of the great darkness, you mm -hmm. know, like more like dark side isn't a finger of the great darkness, but Magog is. Well, actually, to be honest, with you, I was surprised we didn't see, um, like, uh, Hal Jordan on this, right. like Parallax on this. Uh, yeah. I was trying to think about a couple other ones that we might have, um, well, because like they got, um, <laughs> they got extant, which is zero hour, which I, yeah. although I think zero hour is more Hal Jordan. We have Superboy Prime. Yes. We have Cosmic Odyssey Boy. We have nope. 52. Right. Is there anybody missing? I mean, yeah, there's who else would you put on that finger? I mean, I, I would probably put the Batman who laughs or something on there or Perpetua. Or maybe the anti-monitor. The anti-monitor, yeah, absolutely. But even then, like they they nerfed the anti-monitor in the dark in the metal wars as infinite. Yeah, as, now it's as, called as the book. metal wars. I appreciate them calling it something else because I'm yeah. I'm sick of calling Dark Knights anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man. Oh, what about Dr. Manhattan? Oh, you know what? They probably can't. They probably don't want to put, you know, I would imagine he's in they, this book like they do address it. They, they do address him, but he was affected by the great darkness, but they don't show him. No, they show his and, logo and they don't name him. Mm -mm. So I kind of think they're trying to, like, push that. Away. Look, I'm a big yeah. believer in that the the Alan Moore Watchmen world and the DC Comics world should have never mixed ever. No. Yeah. Um, because they're different universes. And um, I thought a lot of times in Doomsday Clock that DC characters were not acting like themselves. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and, <laughs> and most of that book, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, they always say make your own continuity. And I say, I say Doomsday Clock doesn't exist in my universe. Oh, man. Doomsday Clock is an interesting mixed bag because like that book looks amazing. It does look amazing. And, and it's a I, good idea. And I like love the, the idea. The premise like, of it is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Perpetua has to be one of the fingers. I would replace. I mean, oh, that's like, fair. The fact that Williamson wants to do Cosmic, like the fact that he wants to, he wants you to go back and read Cosmic Odyssey because I'm sure he's going to be pulling threads from there. So he puts the anti-life as one of the fingers. So you got to keep that. But replace Magog with Perpetua. But I agree. I, I, I get, I, I'll bet that maybe he doesn't want to use Perpetua because nobody likes Perpetua and we're mm -hmm. all sick of her. I mean, yeah. I am. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, because it's so funny because that story, yeah. just like this story, has a lot of elements in it that just don't make sense. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I still can't tell you what happened in Dark Knight's Metal or Dark Knight's. I, I can't. But I will tell you this. I'm reading this as well. And I'm like, I what? don't know what this means. No. It, it, and I it, and I should yeah. know what this means. I mean, I'm the like you and I are the two people that probably should know and should be right? able to tell the Internet what this means. And if you and I are like, I don't know. No, dude. Like <laughs> this is like and then uh, Chris Arendt or Arendt from uh, Newsarama. From Newsarama. Yeah, great wrote, guy. He wrote a really terrific like breakdown of it, and he, even he gets details wrong. And I don't like Chris knows what he's talking about, so like I get it. But like even Chris is having a hard time, and he wrote an entire column basically breaking down what this whole thing is. Mm -hmm. And then he said that Batman killed Darkseid at the end of Final Crisis, and I'm like, no, he didn't. Oh yeah, because he uh, Superman. Um, yeah, Superman kills Darkseid. It, well, it's a right, isn't it? Or isn't the Flashes? Or is the Black Racer? Yeah, it's the Black Racer. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, he he gets like three major blows. It's the it's the bullet, it's the song, and it's the Black Racer. Mm-hmm. 
in any case, it's just like the fact that, okay, so it's all connected. Uh, well, but, look, I want to ask yeah. you this question, Sal. I want to mm -hmm. ask you. Yeah, please. What do you think? Look, because Josh Williamson is a great writer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's a great writer. He loves the DC universe, which is very exciting. You can really tell. I mean, Poland totally. Cosmic is great. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think is the story he's trying to like? Why? Why? Why what is you, this? <laughs> what, yeah. What What do you think he's trying to attempt this by saying that there is a bigger bad yeah. out there that connects to everything? I I think I honestly believe because like he he's explained this to, uh, on this show where he's okay. like he's like it's a three act structure like. There's Infinite Frontier, which leads to this, uh, Just League Incarnate. Just League Incarnate? Yeah, which okay. then leads to this, like to the next thing. And the, which to whatever the crisis is. Whatever the crisis is, right? It's yeah. like, it's this big thing. And he he loves 52. And I love loves, 52. Right, who doesn't? And yeah, he yeah. loves DC continuity. And I think he he's, because he is kind of like the big, the big man on campus right now at DC, mm -hmm. he is using his clout and his name to be able to make, to clean this up because for his entire tenure at DC, DC continuity has been upside down, inside out and like wrong. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, yeah, cause he came in at the new 52. He came in the new 52. So like, even he, like, he's like, I want to write a story about Wally. And they're like, you can't, you know, like mm -hmm. immediately, like right out of the gate, he can't do any of the things he wants I to think do. His, I think his, um, oh, what book did he write? He wrote one of the Wildstorm books for the new 52. Did he it really was, write? Uh, um, like, who is, who is the girl in the Wildcats who like dances and she has a purple costume? Voodoo? She wrote, he wrote Voodoo, dude. That was his, like, I think wow. first, one of his first DC books. I did it not know that. Cause I remember them having a yep. Voodoo book and going, <laughs> why? It was that one. And it was something else like, but Voodoo, he wrote like the first six issues of Voodoo. And I believe that was one of his first DC books. If not his first DC book. That's awesome. Yep. That's, and that's like awesome. 2011. But you can tell, see, like, but he picked Voodoo, right? Because like, yeah. who wouldn't? I don't know if he picked it. I think they were just like, you're going to get to write Voodoo. All right. So I was going to say, like, if because if, if I worked for DC, one of my first projects might have been, it, I I just talked to King about this and off mic, we, we just got, we had a, we had a very interesting discussion, but I won't, that I won't get into, but mm. let's just say that after that discussion, I'm not going, like, it, pre that discussion, I would have wanted to do Gen 13. Sure. And after my discussion with him, I'm like, I guess you can't. <laughs> like i don't think gen 13 works anymore i don't think you can do it like they tried and there's nothing yeah, like there's, the only there's, way that gen 13 works is if it's drawn by j scott campbell and it's 1994 yeah they're very there there are some concepts that are just so to the time yeah um i mean i'm gonna tell you that i almost think teen titans are one of those concepts it's it's tough man because like teen titans is a great concept it's a great team but they're always going to be overshadowed by the Justice League. They're always going to be nerfed. They're always going to get like marginalized, and editorial's always going to like disrupt it for the bigger thing. Mm -hmm. And DC has like a real problem in its own DNA with where they are like DC wants to have their cake and eat too, man. And yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I don't mean to lecture you because you worked there, you know. <laughs> but like, and I don't want to also like rag on a, on a former employer. But I will say like DC is like we're the oldest man. We got all this legacy. And also, we really, really want young people to read our books. And also, we really want to like we want to we want to turn our legacy characters into jobbers because we can't fat we we can't we can't like handle the fact that we are the oldest. Like we don't want to be the oldest person in the room. Mm -hmm. We also want to enjoy the prestige of being the oldest person in the room. Mm -hmm. And it's just like 
it's so antithetical to their own like bottom line you know like they keep hiring like new young hip video game and sports enthusiast people to like figure out dc and meanwhile dc is like hey superman truth justice and like and the better tomorrow and it's like it's never gonna work unless you like reconcile what you are it's I would say more it's the for me it's it's the idea that they need to realize that there are different lanes mm. instead of saying that everything we publish is for everyone right I actually think the most genius thing that DC has done for 20 years is the YA line yeah and that's because that is exactly where young kids are reading comic books right now. Exactly. It's on webtoons and it's like at their bookstore. They are young kids don't go to comic book stores anymore. But at the yeah. same time, you don't want to alienate. I, I, it's it's funny because like um, we were talking earlier about how Marvel is just like ah whatever yeah, right. what the multiverse ah, uh, you know we don't care. Yeah. Um, I feel like in a lot of ways DC again is the opposite of that. And DC is trying to like smash everything into this one ball and yeah. give the one ball to everybody. And you're like, yeah, but some people don't like balls and right. some people don't like the color of that ball. And some people don't like that. Who's game? handing it to them yeah. or so like, I really feel like, you know, they're, they, I kind of feel like they need to diversify more yeah. than what they are. Like they need to have like just the YA line that's out of continuity. They need yeah. to have like lean into black label more yeah you know like let people do out of continuity whoever cares runs because we elseworlds work they're great it yep. doesn't matter and then i don't know man it's one of these things where it, continuity is almost the secondary it's certainly uh, secondary. it like, is it like but continuity has caused all the problems mm -hmm. that comic book fans have had with yeah. comic books for probably the last 15 20 years yeah and 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 trying to serve that master of continuity yeah i mean you, we've had this conversation even on About this show before yeah yeah where i i think you and i i i've thought that the new 52 should have just been a complete blank slate yeah i mean like if you're gonna all do around it, you have the board to go full nine absolutely like no. dick dick grayson is 10 years old again right you know yeah, if, if you're gonna do that <laughs> honestly i mean like the trick should have been make an ultimate line yeah yeah. Like you needed an ultimate line because, you know, and you had the opportunity like, you know, DC is typically the first out of the big two. They're the publisher to try something new, to do the thing. Marvel's the one who goes, did it work? Then we'll do it. Maybe. Or did it fail? Then we won't be doing that. Like, that's how it works. Yeah. This is the first time DC was able to learn from Marvel where Marvel's like, we did the ultimate line. We made a lot of mistakes. Don't give Jeff Loeb anything and just go for it. Do that. Like, I remember when Wizard Magazine did that whole Ultimate DC, like, pitch. I remember. It was actually pretty good. It's not only pretty good, but it's almost one-to-one -to, -one to the Earth-1 Batman. Yep. And it's like, oh, Earth-1 is the Ultimate DC Universe. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, because of delays and, like, this adherence to quality, which I do appreciate, you know, they, they took forever. And also they let Grant Morrison do whatever they wanted with Wonder Woman, so it doesn't mm -hmm. fit. You know, so it's, but, it, but good, you know, Earth One is like, Earth One is basically pre-Black Label. Yeah. It's just like, whatever, you know. Yes, I agree with you. I wish they would have leaned into Earth, because like, also like, 
the thing that was so exciting about that Earth One line was the idea that they were they were kind of making it like manga, where it was yeah. like, okay, once a year you're going to get a new one of these. Right, right. Such a good idea. But that's that's the way that like because the DC universe, I think, I, I think that they they created the crisis. They defined the mm-hmm. reboot and the and the new continuity, and they and they they they're the ones who created a timeline in in zero hour, and yes. immediately like you made themselves irrelevant within day one. You know, being like, oh, Vietnam. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, see, and I, and I think that's, that's, that's the weird, that's the weird thing DC has been chasing. Yeah. Ever since Crisis on Infinite Earths is because DC has now become known. Yeah. For basically reboots. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. crises. And you can only take that pony so far. Right. Okay, so let me ask you this. After this dark crisis or this secret crisis or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think um there what do you think they will reset reboot anything? What do you think's going to change? No. I <laughs> You know what? That's a great question. Let's put a pin in it. To okay. Talk a little bit about Super Best Friend. Oh, cool. Speaking of reboots. <laughs> no, there's no reboots. No. <laughs> uh but like Okay, so in the description below this video, you can get a link to the Kickstarter. But uh, for those who are not familiar with this uh, successful Kickstarter, let's talk a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, Super Best Friend uh, issue two is now on Kickstarter at superbestfriendcomic.com. It is my second 44 page uh, series, uh, uh, excuse me, issue in my Super Best Friend series, which follows Maddie Moore, who is the sidekick and the live streamer and a YouTube superhero fan of the world's greatest superhero, Captain Terrific. And of course, he accidentally reveals the secret identity to his best <laughs> friend to the world. And he has to put that genie back in the bag. And um, everything I write was super best friend. It's about Silver Age uh, energy. It's about 90s energy. So I've introduced uh, a Superman Red analog in there. I've introduced a Cyborg Superman analog in there. Yes. And um, I also reached out to Superman artist Dan Jurgens. Uh, who you should get on this show, by the way, because he's awesome. Yes, I agree. Um, uh, uh, to do a variant cover for me. And that's over all over at uh, superbestfriendcomic.com. And we're already funded, um, which is great. Yeah. Um, but uh, that just means it's a pre-order now. Right. So, uh, you know, come on over to uh, superbestfriendcomic.com. Oh, yeah, there you go. There's some there office. Uh, there's the, again, the terrific red, if you're watching the video, and the <laughs> terrific cyborg over there uh that you can uh, check out i love that concept the idea of like taking the the ideas of your of the formation of your comic book interests and infusing them into your own comic book who, who else gets to do that you know well i mean that's the fun man like again comic books like anybody will tell you and I, i'm certain so many of your other guests have told you uh come making comic books is really hard yeah. it's really hard and you know hard. yourself yeah you know sure. uh, that it's super hard so like you got to make it fun however you want. So like, this is how I made it fun to myself. And also like, um, you just showed a window on there, Sal, of like oh, all yeah. the chat windows and stuff like that. Yes. Like that is one of the tiers where you can be one of the chat users, kind of like people do here on YouTube with yeah. Super Chats. And uh, you can be one of the people that insults or praises <laughs> uh, Captain Terrific and Maddie in Super Best Friend issue two. Such a great, such a great idea. Really terrific rewards. And uh, this is not like... Oh, is this a, you know, will this turn out? How's it going to work out? No, this is issue, like, you've already established this universe. You've established this mm-hmm. world, these characters. We're talking issues two and, two and three. Yeah, this is, so this is, yeah, this is, this is issue two of three. And uh, because the Kickstarter campaign is, is 
uh, fully funded now, that means that it will fund issue three, because that's how I yeah. do it. I use the funds from this issue to fund the art. Such a good uh, so, idea. so George Camadias can can sit there and draw because, you know, it's it's a full time job for him. Oh yeah. You know, it's 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 not a full time job for me. I can write like five or six pages in a day. He can draw <laughs> a page a day. Right. So, uh, but he's almost done with issue two. So like nice. this will be like this should end, you know, banning any crazy paper shortages. Right. Uh, hopefully yeah. this will will happen by September. Ooh. So. That's that's sooner than you know. It's it's yep. coming. Yep. Uh, so check out superbestfriendcomic.com. Uh, our our incredible moderator Danielle just dropped it into the chat, and you can find it of course oh, in the you, description Danielle. below this video. So uh, click it and check it out. Uh, see the rewards and uh, look at the art and try it out. Do you want to hit I, some of these super chats and see what people are saying? I think we should. Yeah, let's okay. check in with the let's check in with the with the with the audience here because of course this show is sponsored by our audience. Uh, and their incredible super chats. The people speak, like you. The you people, <laughs> yeah, the people like you. Exactly. I just got to scroll up because it's got to catch up here. Oh, okay. uh, let's see if I can. Let's see if this is everybody. Uh, Elizabeth Russell. Hey, guys. Hope you're well. Two villains. I would like to see more storylines about is Maxwell Lord and Scarecrow. I feel like Maxwell Lord, is, he's probably been hidden or hiding enough. Like he, he got a lot of exposure. Now I think, you know, I think it's thanks time to Infinite Crisis. Yeah. He was like overexposed. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, Scarecrow, nobody choices. ever knows what to do with them. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Veach, uh, did you guys ever see The Long Halloween Parts 1 and 2? I know you guys haven't been fans of the animated movies in recent years. I saw the first one and thought that was enough. You? <laughs> uh, I saw both of them. I thought um, I thought it was a pretty good adaptation because, like, how the hell can you adaptate, a adapt that story? I agree. Um, I, uh, I wasn't a fan of the animated style, though. Not me either. It was It was not great. But you know, I hey man, I'm just I'm surprised that we're we're getting close to we're gonna cross the line, I think, of twenty years of these movies very soon. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy that they've been doing these for twenty years. Yeah, no, and and some of them are really, really great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the box set of like the first ten years. It's crazy. Oh, There's a lot years, of gems man. in there. There are that Wonder Woman movie's great. Mm -hmm. The first flight is great. All Star uh, Superman is great. All Star Superman, uh, uh, Infinite New, Fr New Frontier. New Frontier is great. Uh, I even like the Dark Knight Returns adaptation yeah, they did. Me too. I like mm -hmm. it. It's very different. Not very different, but I like it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I and I would love Year One if the voice was different for Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Commissioner Gordon doesn't do a good voice for Batman. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Dan V900, Jason Todd, of course, is pitched by Jason on the Deaths episode. I would rather have just seen him dead. Rachel Ghoul and Vandal Savage are underutilized. I feel like Rachel Ghoul, nobody ever knows what to do with him correctly. And Vandal mm -hmm. Savage, it's like uh, people go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that character. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it, it's funny, all these characters and even the stuff we've been talking about, the greatest villains yeah, and the great darkness. The one thing I like about the great darkness that Josh is introducing is yeah. that it is a new concept, right? I would rather it. I would rather even be a new concept than dark set again. Totally. I was, which I was fully expecting. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of infinite frontier, you expect dark side. I mean, they set it up where it's like, he kills the quintessence and he's like, ah, you're like, all right, dark side's big bad. How are they going to kill him this time? Yeah. Uh, but now, no, uh, just give right. Batman a gun. Yeah, uh, with a special bullet. Brian Rollins, Rogue Lazar, one of the worst characters convicted in the last 10 years. Uh, Less said about him, the better. Yep. Uh, Joshua Vaughn, uh, three words, World War Starro. Love it. Sure. Uh, Dan V, if Vandal Savage was elevated, I did not want him to be like the version in Young Justice where he is responsible for everything in the DCU. Uh, 
Um, I mean, if anyone could, that would be the one, right? Because he's the oldest. It's so interesting. I actually think Vandal Savage on Young Justice is like one of the most interesting versions of that character. Mm, Because otherwise, he just comes off as either Nazi or Scary Caveman. Yeah. And both versions aren't very interesting. No, although I do like the idea of um, like a person who like has been living this long and you know how everyone gets nostalgic for the good old days and it's like well you were a caveman he's like i prefer hunting for food and punching big monsters and 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 you know just taking what i want mm-hmm. and i like the idea of him kind of like regressing every once in a while like when he gets you mean, too like, comfortable. E- e- eating cannibalizing like one of his fellow like supervillains well, maybe 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 that maybe not that specifically okay. but <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, Cam Sansis Neil before Tempest Fugonot. Tempest Fugonot <laughs> is one of those characters I hate so much, and I love how much he sucks. And I want a statue of him. Like I want, I want to, I want to, I want a, a figure. I want a McFarlane figure of Tempest Fugonot. I want a. Statue Am I of crazy? Him. Did they not kill him recently? They did kill. I thought they killed him. Am I wrong I, about that? Wasn't. Well, they're a race of Fugonots. They could argue. They could always oh. say it wasn't him. All right. But uh, yeah, they kill. I think they killed him in like a a Batman book or a Justice League book. I don't remember which one it was. Something, yeah. I don't know. Somebody in the comments tell us. Yeah. Is he dead? Is he dead? I don't uh, know. Psycho Red sells the city inspector of the Moon Girl. Oh, in the Moon Girl, good, he cast your list. We, this week's GHL was Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. And oh, great. If you've ever read the new Moon Girl, she has a secret laboratory underneath the high school. And I make the joke that the New Jersey city inspector is going to show up and be like, hey, what's up with these plans? And I named it Sal. Nice. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I was like, who is the city inspector that doesn't see this giant basement? Right. (laughs) (laughs) On the plans. What is this? (laughs) Chance Topper. I just want to just want to quote the Tom King episode and say, Chance is always a little bit drunk. Love the discussion, guys. Have a great one. Yeah, he is. Uh, Just just read that book. It's amazing. Uh, Dan Wesley, $5 super sticker. Thank you so much for your great super stickers. I'm sorry. I wish that we could actually show you the stickers in StreamYard. You can't. Oh, do you see an image? Uh, you see an image in the chat. Like, I'll see it later. Oh, but I can't okay. see it here. Uh, it doesn't let me do it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, super stickers are way too hard to code, I guess, for StreamYard. That but, makes uh, sense. Sam Anderson, Pitch Sinestro, goes on an Infinity Gauntlet-like quest to merge with the beings that represent the Lantern Spectrum, a proactive fascist with omniscient power. That's a big villain. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's tough, man. I mean, like, whenever you want to do, you can't do your typical Nazi or fascist story anymore because now they're like living among us. And so you have to make it contemporary. And it's like, that's not fun. You know, and see, and, and see that's the fun that, like, is, isn't it shocking that that is our world now? Because yeah. the reason why Nazis were the big villains for like the 80s and 90s is because. They were so of an other time. Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah, they're from the 40s and 50s. We know they're all bad. Yep. And da, da, da. And now you can't do them because there's, a, you know, there's like 50% of the audience out there. They're like, but were they bad? Right. I mean, genocide, right? right? You know, we won't get yeah. into that topic, but no, like, you know, but, you know, but you know, yeah, but you, you yeah. can't touch them now. You can't. You can't. Well, I'm telling you, because like no anyone who does feels like this moral or 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 societal responsibility to be like, you know, they live among us. Like, you know, they're around. And it's like, yeah. I think making fun of them is the best way to do it. I agree. Because it makes them feel like shame. I know they're incapable of it, but like societally speaking, you know, like let's say that you found a Klansman robe in like a relative's house. You'd be, you'd be like, uh, you're the worst. 
Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, shit, I guess I better hide it better. You know, like they, but they feel that like shame. Yeah, uh, Amar- I Amarta, agree. Yeah, sorry. I don't want to get into that. No, yeah, yeah, sorry. Amarta, Acharya, uh, I, uh, hi, Sal, Jason. Question to Jason. What did you think of Doomsday Clock? Well, we answered that question. Also, if this is the crisis, then what is the, what was Death Metal? Another crisis. That's what well, it was. Saying. It was, no, it was the Metal Wars, apparently. Metal Wars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, Sal, let me, I'm going to ask you a question here. Yes. Okay. I, I'm going to assume you have read metal yes and the second one was called dark no what was the second one called? death metal death metal thank you You told me by the way you you spilled the beans you were like oh hey, i did the way, i they're working on the sequel they're gonna call it death metal and oh then, that's like, right six months later they were like death metal I'm like i knew that yeah yeah that's right i yeah i i got i found that out a little bit early yeah that's yeah. right and i think i think i was like sal this is what they're calling it <laughs> um yeah. uh um so can you tell me and like hell happened in a paragraph what happened to those two events because like what why i'm just curious like why would you call that a war over a crisis right because no one wanted to call it a crisis didn't they want to Mm. call it the dark crisis and then like that was the original title i think scott center said that in an interview that the original title was dark crisis which is why i think the new one might be called dark crisis because they've got it sitting on a shelf yeah yeah it's like amazon's attack like mm-hmm. apparently they had an idea for Amazon's attack, like pre-Infinite Crisis, and they didn't do it. And then like afterwards, they're like, "Hey, we still have this. In- we still have this Amazon attack idea. Let's yeah. ruin it." Um, yeah. Uh, with with respect to Dark Knight's metal, that I think tried to be like like another rebirth because it yes it reestablished uh, Martian Manhunter, the Challenge of the Unknown. Uh, you know, the Red Tornado, like all these classic, like, you know, fan favorite characters while also not making them in any way relevant uh, or, or giving them. Because it did a reset at the end because like Wonder Woman disappeared. Yeah. Well, that was at the end of Death Metal. At the end of Oh, Death that's Metal, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, at the end of the Death Metal. OK, with Death Metal is easier to define because like they just they destroy everything. The, mm-hmm. the Earth Prime is destroyed and Wonder Woman, I don't know, like gets gold and punches the Batman who laughs, who merges with a version of bruce wayne who was dr manhattan which really sucks and uh dr manbatten dr manbatten yes but uh uh ultimately like basically like she gets to reset the dc universe so it's kind of a crisis because the universe is rebuilt mm-hmm. a la franklin richards and uh secret wars but like it's more like she makes it all happen so like that is a that is a great the other one dark knight's metal is just like everything gets wrecked but everyone is still who they were at the end and for a few characters it's like a dc versus marvel where for a few characters get to see the clockwork okay but everybody else just went through a crazy adventure and but they don't remember it no they don't it, it, no they do remember it but oh. they remember like evil batman messing things up and a mountain growing in the middle of of gotham like that's all the people remember because mm-hmm. if you recall after that they created the dark matter universe characters which was their attempt at like the invasion relaunch or the oh. new guardians relaunch mm-hmm. where they're like look it's it's uh it's sideways and uh you know the terrifics and yeah which were, which were all supposed to be connected to metal and then they only showed up in like one panel that's right that's right yeah, yeah. or didn't at all and they retconned them in they were like yeah no uh, so, uh silencer she has nothing to do with it but she's <laughs> yeah. here too uh, and then they all got canceled because of course they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what the hell happened in those books. I mean, I know because I read them, but like, 
nothing nothing that mattered you know like some some people got a lot more money from residuals that's what happened in that book well, a Silencer might be the only one that we actually see in something else. So. Yeah, Silencer, I think, is in the CW or something. She showed up on Arrow. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 everyone says they like Sideways, but not enough to keep the book alive. Yeah, I like Sideways, but yeah, it's weird that they. There's a lot of it where Sideways is just is just retelling Jaime Reyes's Blue Beetle story over. Bingo. Again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you asked a great question, which was, will they reboot after this crisis? Is there going to be a reboot? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so either, but also... <laughs> like, shouldn't they? Well, I don't know, but they just did a reboot. Yeah. Post... I feel like they did a reboot post Doomsday Clock. I yeah. feel like they did a reboot post Dark Knight's Death, Death Metal. Metal. Yep. So I'm like, how well, many... They were all like half-measure reboots. Because Doomsday Clock, they just went... By, by the time issue 10 came out, everyone at DC clearly said, we're not doing whatever it says at the end. Yeah. Like, just whatever they say, it doesn't matter. Well, Doomsday Clock was so delayed. Yes, yes, you know? it was delayed, and uh, and they got Bendis in between. Mm -hmm. And Bendis said, well, I really want to do the Legion of Superheroes. And they were like, well, Johns has a big plan for the Legion of Superheroes at the end of Doomsday Clock, and he's like, okay, well, cool, I don't care. Yeah. Or they were uh, just like, just do it anyway. Just do it anyway. Well, it was like, um, remember when uh, Grant Morrison was like, please don't touch the fourth world until after Final Crisis? And they were like, no. Yep, and then they did that like, whole like death of the new gods. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, how could you not learn these lessons? But uh, there was no reboot after Doomsday Clock. All that happened was like Superman remembered, or, or Superman got re, re. Well, yeah, no, they retconned in the Justice Society, the Legion of Superheroes, and Superman's origin. Mm, yeah, because they basically just they basically reset it to pre New Fifty Two. Yes, like they restored the post Crisis universe, except. Mm -hmm. In Doomsday Clock, also, John says that post-Crisis, the universe that existed in DC that was like the continuity before before Crisis established one universe, that is its own universe, Earth-1985, and that that still is happening, and no one's ever written anything about it. Earth-1985, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, the DC, what the DC universe was in 1985 has its own universe. Oh, interesting. So and it's like, like the original timeline is still out there. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Or at least the, the Silver Age timeline. The Silver Age timeline. Yeah. 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 Um, and then oh, right. and, and Death Metal, that's a reboot because she literally rebuilt the entire universe from scratch. Yeah. Um, but they, seemingly she just left it as, as exactly where it was right before Death Metal happened. Yeah. I don't know. There's just too many reboots, man. Yeah. Too many I think, reboots. I think we just need to stop with these reboots. We just need to stop them. Yeah. I think that the trick is they should say no more reboots. And anything you want to do that's new and crazy, you put it over there. Put it in mm -hmm. the... If you want to do, like, an out-there Swamp Thing story, that's Black Label. You want to yeah. do uh, a new Batman, probably going to be Black Label, but yep. also, like, if you want to, like, establish... There have been thing, some Black Label books, by the way, that have not been, like, adult. They have just basically been just straight-up superhero books, really. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. I think Black Label should be, like, the adult line. Otherwise, what is it? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that and that goes back to this internal conversation of should they have ever canceled Vertigo? And the answer is no. No. You know? <laughs> no, it's outrageous that they canceled Vertigo. Ugh. Anyway, uh, really quick, let's go through a couple Super Chats. Sure, uh, no Jordan, Jordan Thrill, hey, guys, just wanted to say the last live stream you guys did was really fun, and I'm happy to see another one with just as entertaining of a discussion. Thank you, man. Thanks, man. 
Jason makes it very easy to be entertaining. Uh, <laughs> the derpies to derps. Phrasing when talking about balls. Yes, balls. I knew that was coming. Yep. Uh, lol. Uh, Look, clit... it's just a metaphor I picked, okay? Please. Uh, <laughs> the Click Commander, been a Jason Inman fan since the old days of Collider and the Schmodown. Oh, Love thank listening you. to you guys chat about comics. Keep up the great work. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you for your support. Yeah, good poll. Uh, we're just catching up here. Horrible gelatinous blob. <laughs> My favorite villain in all of comic books is the Penguin. Wish DC would treat him how Marvel treats Kingpin. I agree. Oh. Penguin they like, as they, the they, kingpin. They like him better as a joke. Yes. Yes. They keep doing that, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just, I, I was delving into the Riddler recently because Riddler's going to be a Batman. Yep. We should do a, a Riddler story for the Batman uh, episode. And uh, DC gives no, gives zero Fs about Riddler. No, they don't. And the Riddler is like one of Batman's best villains. That's the thing. Like when, if you were like, <laughs> name the top three Batman villains, and he rate any, but eliminate the Joker. Riddler is in that list. And yeah. yet, there are no collected Riddler stories. We were going to do. I was so psyched, man. Okay. I was like, okay, run Riddler, run. The three-issue prestige-bound 1991 or 92 story that everybody talks about being a Riddler story. We're going to do it on back issues. The writer's a pedophile? Oh, is that, um, um, oh, what's his Creator name? Creator of Prime, Gerard, whatever. Yes, Gerard Jones, I think, yes, maybe? Yes, Gerard Jones. Yes. And I was like, yes. Because I was like, oh, this is gonna go great. Like this book sucks, and uh, and I'm I'm reading up on it. I'm like Gerard, and I'm like, oh, it's isn't it? Well, that's that. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's the same thing. That creator, um, who doesn't we don't need to say his name anymore. No, no. Uh, that creator, in my opinion, has also written one of the greatest John Stewart stories of all time, Green Lantern Mosaic. Oh yeah. Green Lantern Mosaic has never been collected, and it never will be. And it never will be. It was almost. It was going to come out. There was. They were making some other like Green Lantern, John Stewart thing, and they okay. were going to put all the issues of Mosaic in it. And so I was so excited. I was like, "Cool, I'm going to buy this because they're never going to print this ever again." No. Um, because it's like basically Green Lantern D Space Nine, and nobody read it. And then two months before it was going to come out, this he happened. got he got convicted, and they yeah. canceled the collection. 2016 or something like that. Yeah. So it's very it's very recently. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but I understand. Like, no, I agree with you. The Riddler is a villain that doesn't get much respect. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel about the Riddler in The Batman. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think it's an interesting pitch to make him like the Zodiac Killer. But also, in some respects, I'm like, well, that's not really the Riddler then. No, that's the Zodiac Killer versus yeah, Batman. That's the Zodiac um, Killer versus Batman. <laughs> yeah. Now, I love the idea because I, I think either it, it came out through discussion or somebody suggested it in the Super Chat a while back. But, like, I love the idea that, you know, because he's overly complicated. He's got a question mark on the thing and he, he's got, like, duct tape face. He looks and like stuff. Hush. He looks like Hush. Yeah. I would love it if at the end, you know, he gets his ass kicked because I, I think he's trying to str- he's trying to go with anonymity. Mm-hmm. And when he's caught, he's like, oh, actually, it's better if everybody does know who I am. And he gets like a bowler hat and a jacket. And he goes into full Riddler at the mm. end. I don't know I would, if I see that happening here. I don't see that happening either, but I would love for it if it was like a Riddler origin story. Like we're setting up Riddler. I I have a theory that there is a secret villain in this movie that we haven't seen. I think because I think that makes sense. <laughs> if, you, if you notice the trailers and the TV spots we've seen so yeah, like far. T- two scenes, that's it. It keeps showing the same stuff. And yeah. so for me, I'm like, oh, there's something in this movie that they they don't want to show us. That's awesome. Um, and I think it's funny because like it's almost to its detriment because like nobody's talking about the Batman. 
Yeah, it's kind of like we actually saw a billboard for it here the other yes, day. Yes, I saw the billboard. I saw it. And it surprised posted. me because right. I was like, oh, crap, that's coming out in a month. A week. No, yeah, a yeah. month, a month, a month. It's March 4th, I believe. March 4th. I have tickets already. I'm going. Oh, do you? Really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm but nice. yeah, it's kind of weirdly for a Batman movie. It's kind of stealth. On, like... It's weird. I don't know, man. Like, I don't. I don't know if this is going to have the Spider-Man No Way Home blow up because Spider-Man No, no Way Home, you had the idea of like, well, I know I'm pretty certain Toby's in it. And I'm pretty certain Andrew's in it. But this yeah. one I kind of think is like, I don't know. I kind of think most people's reactions for either people are either really jazzed for it or people yeah. are like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm in, the, like I, I'm in the I don't know crowd. I think the Warner Brothers is like that. I, I want to be hyped. This is it. If you'd show me this trailer out of every yeah. trailer, including the Nolan trilogy, if you show me this trailer. When I was in high school, I'd be like, this is going to be the best Batman movie of all time. Sure. I probably would have said the same thing in high school. Right? But yeah. now I've seen three different iterations of Batman on screen. And I'm like, uh, who cares anymore? I, I kind of, oh, uh, so Sal, I just saw this in the chat. By the wow. way, this is so funny. This is, I think this might have been the first time it ever happened. There is breaking news breaking about news. what we were. I put it in the private chat, my friend. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, oh, no. You're right. <laughs> DC, literally, while we were talking, announced Dark Crisis. They sure did. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. There it is. Uh, thanks to. Um, oh, who put that in the comments here? Um, right. Let's see here. Let's see. Who put that? I saw one of our our, our listeners. Nuke. Nuke, uh, thank you for uh, pointing that out to us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can see the cover, Dark Crisis. It's the official title. Uh, it says that Justice League 75 is going to kick it off. That's when the death of the new Justice League is going to happen. Yes, too. yes. The death of Justice League, which we did know about. I remember them announcing that. And apparently um, it's also going to have a tie-in to the Dark Crisis. There's apparently going to be Dark Crisis Zero, the free comic book. That's going to be DC's free comic book day. Good right? idea. So I, I I love that. I remember when uh, Blackest Night did that, and I always thought it was the genius way to kick off an event. Yes, absolutely. Give it, get, remove as much of the barrier to entry as possible. Just Dude, we, what, what timing we had that the, right? the, the, the minute we were recording this live, we're yes. talking about this, and here it comes, and they here were like, is. I wonder what they're going to call it. Well, we, I think we I, gave I a gonna... climax to this podcast. We did. That's it. That's it. I, I don't think we could end it on a higher note, but like, let, let me let me read some super chats, but then we can wrap up. Please, oh, sure no, worry. no rush, but no rush. Dark crisis. Yes. Yep. Oh my god. And it's gonna end with the, and that's actually brilliant because like they're gonna take off the table: Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern. So it will be the darkest of crisis. Well, Ease. I, I guess. I mean, like yeah. fifty-two is kind of a crisis. Crisis. Crises? Crises? Yeah, Crises? Crises? Is it Crises? It is Crises. I think it's Crises, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke Verillo, honest, I uh, haven't caught a live show in a minute. Take this money. Will do. Thank you very much, Luke. What about a new uh, LOD with Owlman leading? Oh, Legion of Doom. And Legion General of Doom. Zod. Legion of Doom. It'd be nice to have a definitive take on Zod that challenges the whole league. I, I've never seen Zod take on the league. I've seen him team up with uh, uh, Rachel Ghoul in a really fun story. I think I see. You know, it's funny. You were saying earlier that you think Rachel Ghoul is overused. I think Zod is overused. I think Zod needs to be. Used I want in Zod a to effect. go yeah. away for like twenty years. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Plus, I don't even know like what is Zod anymore. Like, did he? Nobody did he knows. It it like, changes they... every writer. Every writer changes it. Yeah. R.K. You know? uh, Connor Kent shirt. Nice. Hopefully, he will return to the mainstream continuity someday. By the way, we pointed. I don't know if we we haven't brought this up on air, no. but we we noticed that we are doing a Batman and Superman thing. And we did this I, accidentally. I did not intend. I just have a lot of Batman shirts, but that's amazing. 
Uh, Cat Lawyer Grodd is a big bad, might be a fun palate cleanser. Yeah, I'd love that because man, yeah. Grodd in the animated series was incredible. Yes. If done right, yes, I agree. That was so good. That voice, the voice cast of the Unlim of Justice League Unlimited. Powers Booth was real. Powers Grodd. Booth as yep. Grodd, the late great Powers Booth from oh. Deadwood. Yep. I will never forget. I will always remember. Every time anybody says Grodd, I always think of that scene where he, where Luther takes over the like secret society slash Legion of Doom mm -hmm. and puts Grodd in an airlock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. said, and it's just it's Clancy Brown versus Powers Booth, and he says, you know, it could have gone the other way, and Grodd goes, it really could have, couldn't it? And Luther the goes, nope. <laughs> It's funny. We are. Um, I've been. We've been reviewing Justice League the animated series over at our Patreon. Oh. And um, we finally got to the end of season one, and it is one of these things where, um, <laughs> the voice casting on that series, they brought in Steve Trevor. Yeah. And they cast Dallas's Patrick Duffy <laughs> as Steve Trevor, and oh I was. My God. Yeah. So like I was. I my co-host. My, my my friend Jeremy is the co-host, and I was sitting there being like, who's voice is steve trevor and he's like it's dallas's patrick duffy and i was like what why step would patrick steps, patrick duffy step by steps patrick duffy like and you're just like how did they get these actors i guess the yeah. only the only idea is that i guess because they could probably just go in for two uh, hours and yeah. record the entire episode right yeah no when you find out like marina baccarin plays black canary yeah and it's like and she keeps coming back they i remember the whole cast they almost got all of firefly I remember asking uh, when Matt Ryan recorded uh, Just League Dark, the animated series, yeah, or the movie, and I remember like talking to him for an interview and saying like, "Oh, how was it? What was it like recording this movie?" And his first answer was, "He was like, well, it was eight hours in a booth, and it was a great day." <laughs> and I was like, "It was only eight hours." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, in my jams. Like, who cares? That's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> CJ Stevenson. Personally, I find the DC's biggest problem is as mentioned. They're going to they're going through an identity crisis. They don't know what they are and are scrambling for relevancy. I don't know if they're scrambling for relevancy. I know that people are quick to dismiss DC as like not relevant, but in the '90s they were number three in a two publisher structure. I mean, it's still the big two. It, they are back to being the big two. Like it was never darker than when they were owned by a parent company. It still could couldn't outsell yeah. profit or the max. You know, it's, like, yeah, I mean, it will even look at look at the most recent sales figures. I think that just came out from the end great. of last year. Uh, Image is number one. Oh, really? Image in terms of comics. Uh, oh, no. If you look at the top 10 graphic novels and oh. the top 10 comics, Image Soul has more books in, in those lists than DC or Marvel. Wow. Yeah, that's that should be a wake up call for the industry. It, it won't be because the industry learns the lesson the last. Mm -hmm. But like about what people want and about providing it yeah yeah uh, the, the captain coon i'd like to see somebody other than alan moore maybe jim starlin i don't know do something to make mongol the big bad of the dcu i think mongol has never been the big bad and should never be i don't think he... well he's the big bad in superman right now yeah yeah he sure you is <laughs> uh zach thwack uh can't forget dc's biggest villain dan didio <laughs> i don't agree with that but sure <laughs> yeah dan dan did a lot uh of good and bad and uh took all the blame uh like a good that that that's a thing i think a lot of people don't realize is that when you're a publisher yeah of a comic a comic company or any kind of publishing company when things are going well you're the you're the person that everybody praises yeah when things are going bad, you're the person that everybody shits on. And yeah. I think Dan got shit on way more than he got praised because 
I think without Dan, I think DC would basically not exist right now. Mm, not not in the form you recognize it as. Exactly. I think I think DC would be further down in the hole than it is yeah. right now. And I, I, think, yeah. I think I think I mean because I because here's the easy argument, right? Yeah. Here, here's the clear example of this. Everybody praises Kevin Feige all the time. Right. Everybody does nothing but bitch at Kathleen Kennedy. That's true. That's true. Is Marvel doing any worse than Star Wars right now? I don't think so. But mm. that's the way the the yeah. fandom views it. No, that's tr- that's very true. You know, uh, I, I I shouldn't know. Dan DiDio did have personal problems with characters, and he let that yeah. affect his judgment. And so I will say that that he does deserve that. We had him on the show. We talked about it. He was very magnanimous and, pre- mm-hmm. and friendly about it. So like it, but you know, he it wasn't that like oh poor Dan. It was he knew the job. He did the job. Yeah, he did the job, and and and. He loved you know, comics. That's the like, difference. Like he did. That's love the, the thing. Like that's the thing. I that, and I think maybe that's the thing I jive against more, where people are just like, ah, I have Dan DiDio, and you're like, he loved those books. Whatever. Yeah. Like, look, he made good decisions and he made bad decisions, just like anybody else in that job would have. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt Mikado says, first time chatter. Well, welcome to the show, man. Uh, just wanted to say happy 100K. Thank you. We hit 100K the other a uh, couple weeks ago, uh, over on the other channel. Let's see. Let's do that here. We're not going to do that here. Uh, here's to new heights. I've been watching since the weekly poll started, and I don't think I've missed an episode and find it insane. Y'all haven't blown up. Thank you very much, man. That's very kind of you. Yeah, man. Weekly poll days. You've, you've been on the weekly poll before, back when I, we were a thing. Yes, I think so. Yeah, that was a thing. Uh, Girk Pectus, uh, I think Luther is the DC's biggest villain. What I love about him is that he's willing to do absolutely anything to win things even the Joker won't do. That's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like Luther. He's a great evil villain. Uh, they have to take him away for a while because of Apex Lex, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. The Captain Coon, I miss the days of villains stealing the airwaves to announce their big plans. Huh. I don't care if it makes sense in the real world. Give me a clue master giving clues to his crimes during the 6 p.m. news. Then you like the Riddler. That's what you think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what the Riddler is. Right. The derpiest of derps. I think Riddlers and Batman is going to be akin to Rachel Ghoul and Batman Begins reversed, where it's going to start different and then go classic. That'd be cool. Except yeah. Rach never went classic. He just wasn't magic. Mm-hmm. Or, or again, like, I think, again, like, I could see a Batman Begins twist where there is, like, yeah, secret Ra's al Ghul or even secret Joker or yeah. somebody else out there. I would see that happening. No question. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think you're onto something, Jason. Uh, Gotham City Critics, Tempest Fugonaut back for DC Crisis? Nope. He'll never come back. I, oh, man. I, really? I, I love him because, okay, so the reason why we like De- Tempest, and I know we're going to get you out of here, but I will. It's uh, fine. It's all go fine. On this, go on this tangent here where, uh, <laughs> Uh, in the in the Tales of the Dark Multiverse, Tempest Fugonaut is the framing device, but also he's like, is there anyone in the Dark Multiverse that I can collect for my Dark Crisis? Because Tempest Fugonaut was teasing a Dark Crisis. Oh, interesting. And I think it was because that was what they were going to call Death Metal. So he's like, I, and, and I love it because back when Death Metal maybe was like going to be more scaled down, maybe when, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there was more editorial control, but like, Tempest Fugonaut was going to have like a collection of heroes who emerged from the Tales from the Dark Multiverse imprint. Really? That was the implication of the narrative. Now, oh. you know, where it's like, I'll get, you know, uh, the Batman from the, the Nightfall What If and the uh, Supergirl or Superwoman, Lois Lane, the Eradicator from Death of Superman's What If and, you know, like Sinestro from the Blackest Night What If. And, and I'll have like this Justice League, this dark Justice League. Uh, but that never happened because, like, no one cared and no one wanted to do that. And Scott Snyder did not want to use Tempest Fugonaut. And uh, that was that. And uh, instead, he got punched in the face by Duke. And that was the end of the book. You know, it's it's one of these things where this just goes more and more to me where 
I feel like we know too much about the behind the scenes machinations about stories. Yeah. And we let that influence the story instead of just enjoying the story. Yes. No, meta reading has dominated comic yeah. books. That's a great, is that what it's actually called? That's what meta I'm, that's, reading? That's what we've been calling it. That's a great it, yeah. term, meta reading. Right? Because you can never just go like, oh, Scott Snyder's at it again. Like that's, yep. that's, that's how I read it sometimes. But like, mm -hmm. I will say that I still have moments when I'm reading comic books where I am taken out of that moment. And yeah, fair. That, that's how I'm like, people are like, you're pretty, you're, 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 you're cynical and you hate it. Like I can still be lost in a book. And if that's still the case, then I am not too far gone. You know? Yeah. Uh, Michael Loco, uh, as far as Batman, I think the court of owls would be a good villain in the, in the, the Batman movie or even Joaquin could, Phoenix Joker, but he could become more like jigsaw Joker. Manipulating Gotham is a big joke. I think court. I didn't even think about that until you said it, but court of owls could be the real villains of that movie. Oh, That'd be kind of cool. You know, I actually yeah. would not be, aren't they, well, I guess aren't they're they in the, the big, game. They're in the game. Yeah. So I guess it depends on whether they think it would be stepping on toes. I don't think they would. I think because they're owned by one company, they're kind of like, go for it. Use well, it. I, you don't know, man, because like, I will say like, um, so it's the re Constantine was pulled from legends of tomorrow last yeah. year because they're doing something with him and just league dark. Oh, mm -hmm. that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. But also, Hey, just like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pectus, uh, have you seen Browse Held High's video on LXG? He visually shows every single literary reference Alan Moore makes. It's literally insane. Everything is a reference. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, Alan Moore is a great, a great writer. He knows what he's doing. Uh, just some guy with a mustache. I'm going to write to DC and give them the idea to use Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm sorry, to do Crisis on Infinite Crises just to see if they'll do it. There you go. Well, I will uh, I will tell you that they will immediately throw it away. Yeah, they can't read anything unsolicited. They legally cannot read any unsolicited story pitch. Yeah. Zach Crackham TTV, thank you very much for your support, man. And we're caught up. We did it. Hey. Thank you all so much for we your We finally, we survived the super, the, the super chat crisis no it's not a, we love your super chats i'm no, not i'm joking i'm joking yeah I'm joking um, dark crisis man wow here we Very, are so is this going to be the most timely elseworlds exchange so. of all Easily. time yeah no i think so that's yeah we literally were like i wonder what they'll call it and boom yeah and then someone's like oh there's a link right here it just came out it's been two seconds yeah you dummies yeah oh sorry Man, dark yeah, sorry, sorry we started this live chat 45 minutes early. Yeah, no, that's will, not what yeah. that person was implying. But, uh, no, it's true. It's true. Um, but that's yeah, in, so interesting. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I, does it say who's writing Dark Crisis? <laughs> I mean, I, I assume it's Joshua Williamson, right? I hope so, because I think Josh deserves it, because he's been building towards it the whole time. I would assume it's him. I mean, it doesn't say who it is. No, it doesn't. But is it a, is... A little yeah. strange, right? But it is stemming from Deathstroke Inc. and Robin, and apparently there's going to be a shadow. The, the Shadow War is going to dovetail into this as well. Well, okay, so it also says, okay, it says it's kicked off by Just League 75, which yes. I think is Josh. Who's writing it? Who's Josh ben, is, Josh ben is writing, writing it. Or not Ghost writing it, but he's, he's, he's jumping in to write that one. Okay, and then it's like Dark Crisis Zero. Then there's going to be a Justice League Road to Dark Crisis special. And oh. then a, and then we're getting the dark crisis. Well, they okay. look. They got to make their money, people. Like they got to make you buy the issue over and over and over again. That's true. At least it's not a series. Road to Dark Crisis is one issue. I pre I appreciate that. I mean, remember Infinite Crisis when it was like four different miniseries all leading into it, and the Infinite Crisis like one shot whatever it was where Ted yeah. Cord died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you needed so. it all. Ugh. <laughs> you did need it all. 
Yeah. But anyway, I actually, by the way, I think yeah. I still have, I think I have that Infinite Crisis special. Oh. Signed by Alex Ross. I think I have. That. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. I have, I have one. I have a comic book back signed by Alex Ross. He was at a, Ooh. he was at New York Comic Con. Nobody was at the booth, and I'm like, hey, could I get you to sign this? He's like, sure thing. And I thought like maybe he'd draw like a Superman crest or something. He wrote his name really big, and that was that. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He does big squiggles. Yeah, he does. Yeah, they're yes. very, they're very squiggly. Yeah, yeah. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. But before you go, don't forget to visit superbestfriendcomic.com. Check the description for more. But also uh, check out Jason's Kickstarter because this book is joyful and fun and a love letter to the comics that formed the people that you like to watch talk about comic books. Yeah, please come check it out, guys. It's a 44-page adventure. You can get issue one. And uh, if you enjoy anything I've said here on the podcast, on the live show, um, one of my favorite rewards is I do script consultations. So I've worked for CBS television for like about four years now. I've worked for DC. Uh, I worked with Rhett and Link and Good Mythical Morning. Um, so if you have a comic script or a screenplay or even a TV pilot that you want some notes on, uh, I'm happy to read it. And that is a tier over there. So That's a, that is, that is a worthwhile tier. I, I should check that tier. I, I already backed it, but I should see where it was. But, uh, uh, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's, I have it for 150, which, okay, which cool. if you look at other professional, like, look, other professional screenwriters and stuff like that will put, and that is a steal. That like, is that, a steal. That, that is usually like a thousand dollars. So yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's rare. You get access, this kind of access to a pro. So yeah. give it a, give it a, give it a look, but otherwise we'll see you guys next time. Another episode of Elseworlds Exchange. And thanks so much for watching. And don't forget to like the video and subscribe. And we'll see you guys later. I'm Sal. I'm Jason. Bye-bye. So long. <laughs> <laughs>